Welcome, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers, to part two of the Knowing When to Quit mini-series. This is the second and final episode like this, and we will be going back to our normal content next week. But I do feel like it's been important for me to share with you my process and my relationship with modern medicine through these podcasts, because it does impact and influence my work. So on today's episode, I'm sharing a personal coaching session I had with Sarah on her podcast, Knowing When to Quit. And we explore my internal conflicts, limiting beliefs, and outright frustrations that have been keeping me stuck, unsure with whether I want to or need to quit my medical career to fulfill what I feel is my mission over here at Dr. Body, Mind, Soul. So with no further ado, I hope you enjoy this very real and very raw episode. There are tears and I will touch base with you here all next week with our normal episodes. I hope you enjoy. Welcome back to the Dr. Body, Mind, Soul podcast. My name is Dr. Jude, and this is a podcast which explores how we can integrate modern medicine and alternative therapies to help you get the holistic healthcare that you deserve. I will be speaking to healers and seekers, researchers and authors who will share their experiences and the evidence to help guide us all to holistic health. Let's do this. Hi everyone, and welcome to Knowing When to Quit. I'm Sarah Wyler. I'm a TEDx speaker, coach, and creative multi-passionate. And I've spent the last six years fascinated with our relationship to quitting. In this podcast, I invite people to share moments they wanted to quit, how they navigated the uncertainty, and what it taught them about what's important to them. Wherever you're at with your own quitting decisions, I hope you can keep choosing the people, places, and projects that really light you up. Thank you for being here. On today's show, we welcome back the lovely Dr. Jude Galea, who we heard last week sharing about her decision to quit the medical profession. In this week's episode, you're going to hear a coaching conversation between me and Jude, where we explore this final decision to take herself off the medical register. This is an unedited conversation, so you'll hear the whole process we went through. And I just want to thank Jude again for being so open to have this conversation and for letting us in to the inner workings of this decision. Enjoy the episode. Holding Hi, Sarah. Oh, it's so nice to see. Well, actually, I can't see you because we've gone off video for the internet connection. But um, yeah, so thank you for being my coaching client today. And I'm wondering, we've got about half an hour. What would be a really good outcome for you for this session? Mm. I think it's 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 clarity and although I think you know as the last few days have gone on I do feel clearer I think I would like to understand a little bit more about pros and cons so I can make a decision that feels informed knowing exactly what I'm going to be giving up or what I'm going to be moving to and so I'm just feeling so I feel grounded Mm. in whichever decision I make what I'm hearing from that is like your body's made the decision or your gut's made the decision but your head needs to catch up yeah I think it's becoming become increasingly clear the decision I'm being called to make Mm. And it feels difficult and it feels big and my mind needs to understand, understand. Yeah, that's totally, that's, that feels really true. Yeah. And what is the decision? The decision is whether to leave 
medicine. But it feels like that could be quite an easy decision to make because actually to leave medicine or not to go back to my job as an A&E doctor feels easy. I could do that without anyone even knowing that because I freelance. So it's not that. It's actually coming off the GMC, the General Medical Council, um, register. And I think there's pros and cons of doing that. Mm. Um, and it feels very big to do that. And a lot of the way that I work in coaching is is being in the body. So I'm wondering, when you think of leaving the GMC, what do you notice comes up in your body? Abject fear. <laughs> and freedom and those are the two kind of things that I feel I'm flipping and flopping between um so should we look at the fear and just give it some space mm, how would that feel yeah that feels important okay so I'm going to guide you through a, a short exercise and just the invitation to See what comes up and at any point you can say you want to get out of it. Okay. So um, where in your body do you feel the fear? Where does it live? Across my chest and in my throat, mm -hmm. the base of my throat. Yeah. So your throat and your chest. And my shoulders. On my shoulders, yeah. Where does where do you want to start? Where should we look at first? Um, my throat, base of my throat. Great. So, just inviting you to get curious about what this fear looks like in your throat. Any colours? Any textures? What is it? Well, as we're speaking, I just noticed tears. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just allowing them to be yeah. here. Yeah. Um, the fear feels heavy. I see sort of bars. Oh, you like bars like a jail a jail yeah um yeah i know it's just like the frog in my throat there's a frog in my throat which is like going up into up into my throat mm -hmm. i'm just allowing that to be there it's in space. What are you noticing? It's moving up, like now it's in the back of my mouth. Mm -hmm. Is this the bars or something different now? It feels like a like a heavy golf ball. Heavy golf ball, yeah. And it... it's like I want to vomit it up. Mm -hmm. I want to vomit it out. I just I noticed I just burped so like it's just like wanting to come yeah out and what is this it I feel like that represents the weight of actually being on the register mm. like it that's what it feels like. It feels like restricting. Mm. It feels, feels like it's blocking my voice. Yeah. I want it out. I want to feel free of it. Mm. 
but that just feels very scary. Yeah. And how would it feel to hold that golf ball just in your hand? So keeping it near you, but just you can you visualize having having it in your hand? Part of me like feels gleeful. Part of me feels relieved that it's out of my body. Yeah. Part of me feels sadness. Part of me feels fear. Part of me wants to throw it away mm -hmm. and part of me wants to place it somewhere special to honour it mm. for what it's given me. Yeah, what has it given you? This gives me um, security, safety, currency and the world and work status identity how is it to acknowledge all of those things terrifying to leave that behind, it makes me question, do I really want that? Do I want to leave that behind? Does that Is that the right thing to do? So when you were talking about your pros and cons list, this sounds like this could be some of the pros of staying. Yeah. 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 So what do you want to do with this golf ball for now? Um, I think I want to what do I want to do with it? I think keep it in my hand. Yeah. What does it give you to have it in your hand? Um, the choice of not having decided to give it away still gives me the opportunity to keep it if I want to. Mm -hmm. And it's a weight. There's mm -hmm. a cost. Mm -hmm. There's a cost. So what is the cost? The cost is... The cost is freedom. Freedom to say... speak my truth and mm. um, to serve from my truth um, what do you notice happens in your body as you share those words just took a deep breath mm. I felt like my chest open as you were talking, like this spaciousness. Spaciousness, I think that's a really, I think that that does reflect what it gives me and actually what I'm too afraid to say is like, like what lies, been, what lies beyond now is like, I feel like it's the life, like, like endless possibility and like, 
of life beyond my wildest dreams like that's what lays beyond here because actually what I'm doing is is being courageous so I'm using courage to lead from my heart mm -hmm. rather than my head I very much know that that's my calling What would you need to grieve if you were to follow your freedom? Um, I think uh, comfort. Mm. I've been afforded real comfort in being able at this it's security and it's protection security and protection that my job title gives me mm -hmm. and also the setup that I have allows me to work when I want um so it's a it's a it's a comfortable arrangement but actually there is discomfort with that too i'm like there is discomfort with that too there is a cost and i'm also hearing a real a belief here dude and i'm checking with this whether this resonates but that it's either comfort or freedom. It's either security or you getting to use your voice. I wonder what it could look like to have comfort and security and structure in this new paradigm, in this new way of working. Well, there's inherently not those things because I'm stepping into the unknown. So it's it, it's really stepping into the unknown. It's taking that leap. Feels like I'm taking a leap into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And I actually do truly trust myself, yeah. actually. I actually really trust in myself. I trust in what's coming next and I trust in taking the leap and I trust in using my courage. I know, I do know that those are all things that I need to do. These are all things I need to do. And I actually have and, I, and there's just an incredible amount of grief. Feels an incredible amount of grief. And loss of certainty, loss in a loss of security, loss of a knowing of the next step and a knowing and a, and a way that I've always done it. Mm -hmm. It's a total total shift which feels inherently yeah scary and really scary mm. and feels necessary So I'm hearing from you that it's just such a new way of working. There's a, so many unknowns with this, but yet there is a known that you need to do this way. Yeah. That's the known. The known is I need to do the unknown. Yeah. 
the known is that I need to step into the unknown. I I do know that, yeah. And what else do you know? There's part of me that just really wants to cling to, yeah, there's part of me that just wants to do it in a safe way and, like, keep my foot in. Yet, I think I know I need to put two feet out. Like, it's just, like, knowing and just, I think I've avoided doing this for a long time. Yeah. Sounds like you're so ready. Like I have this image of you about to jump out of a plane or do a bungee jump and you've been standing on the edge and you are all ready to go. That's such a funny image because a couple of years ago I drew where I was and I was like standing with a backpack with all my tools in it, I had every tool and I was ready and I was ready to step off the cliff into this basin of chaos, mm -hmm. which was my creativity cauldron. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I've been gathering all the tools and everything I need to, everything I need I have, and I'm left thinking, do I need to, do I need to jump? Like, do I need to leap? Do I need to of everything? Is that necessary? Is that sensible? Do I need to? Is there really restriction or is it just in my head? What does it mean about you to be someone that jumps? Um, ooh. Reckless. Silly. Brave. Manifester. But this is what is needed. I know that. <sighs> hmm. What was the sigh? I saw an image of my, you know, he represents like really sensible, balanced, but he would never do that. You never do. You never just like leap. You plan, you would know, like, you know, you would weigh things up. And I guess this is what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to weigh things up. Like, what's the cost? Mm. But I feel like the cost of staying on the register is being unable to be fully expressed, be me, follow my dreams, follow my heart. And that's actually my calling. What do you have to give yourself permission for here? Oh. To not have all the answers. Follow my heart. I have to. I have to give myself permission to have the courage to choose courage. Mm -hmm. Do you? Oh, do I? Oh, this feels so painful. Love. Stay with it. This is, seems like the crux of it. <laughs> like, I know I must choose courage. Like, I'm compelled to choose courage. And you only have to, you only need to use courage when there is the unknown. Otherwise, you don't need courage. Mm. I need to choose courage. What feels painful? Ah. Uh, Knowing that that's what I have to do, and in order to do that, feels like just a huge leap. Yeah. Which feels really terrifying. Your leaps are terrifying. 
And I, I wonder like whether it has to be a leap. <laughs> like I'm, as you talk, I hear this, this big imagery of, you know, it's quite dramatic of like jumping and leaping. And I, I suppose just, just as an experiment, like what would it be like to go gently into this? to be gently courageous, to go in a way that felt, I don't know, just what would what would be other ways to transition into this new phase? And also feel free to re- reject that if that doesn't resonate. I just wanted to offer it as a, as an experiment. I feel like in some ways I have been edging ever closer yeah. a while. So it feels like and I'm I guess I'm wondering like how can I do it gently but still do it. Mm-hmm. And if you connect with the feeling of gentleness in your body. What do you notice about your posture or any parts of your body that feel kind of activated by gentleness? Yeah, it feels um, soothing. Mm. Feels soothed. Feels soothed. Is there a metaphor here for how it feels? Or any imagery that comes up? Just images like like just someone putting their arm around me, I guess, like around my neck or my shoulder. Mm. Yeah. Um, And from this gentle place, what do you know about medicine and your next step? I think, I wonder whether I can look into ways to like suspend, suspend, um, spend membership or what it takes to come off it and then go back on it like what would that look like like at the moment I feel like it feels impossible to go back on the register what would it look like to come off can I go back on can I suspend it yeah what would that look like what would that give you, do you think having that information I think that, that that information would help me make an informed decision and feel more grounded. Mm-hmm. Make me feel more grounded in deciding. whether it's something I had to do, to what extent do I have to do it? I I know I have to do it. I know I have to do it. It's just that I am so, oh. I feel like my ego is just Mm. clinging on. Yeah. Yeah. Ego is finding it really difficult just to let go of this security blanket, but the security blanket is also like a weighted blanket. What do you want to say to the ego right now? If you can kind of imagine turning towards it and 
being in dialogue. It does feel like a death. Mm -hmm. Feels like a death of this part of me. So I kind of understand. Yeah. Understand the desire to cling on. It's like cling on for its survival and every other way that we've known how to operate in this life. But I also know that there's something way beyond what I can see. Waiting beyond waiting. I mean, that's huge. It makes a lot of sense why this feels so, so tricky. You know, the feeling that a whole part of you might die. Mm. Oh, it's such a huge part of going die. It's the only way I've known yeah. how to operate in this world for half my life. Mm. And I wonder what parts of it you want to take with you. You know, which there's going to be a big bit that will die, but are there any parts of this, this life or this identity that you you want to bring with you? Yeah, there's lots. There is lots of ways. There's lots of parts that I want to bring with me. I actually think it'll just make it by leaving I will be able to be better mm. at what I want to better at the role on a more fundamental level. So I actually like want to embody it even more and more deeply. Mm -hmm. And so by freeing myself of the restriction here on the register holds, I'll be able to embody the role of the doctor mm. more fully and more more fully yeah oh i hear so much freedom as you share that yeah like a relief almost like oh i get to do it now yeah totally totally yeah like giving myself permission to fully express and, and actually serve people powerfully without feeling the fear of being struck off. Oh my God, yeah. I doubt, like, that just is, that's holding me back from fully doing what I want to do. And what I want to do, I think, is super powerful. Um. Mm. Yeah. And what would you be saying no to by stepping into this new powerful doctor role? Um, no to only offering pharmaceutical solutions to my patients. No to... actually like no to the no to working in an apartment anymore which feels actually really energetically malaligned yeah at this point and I'm saying yes to using evidence i'm saying yes to referring to science i'm saying yes to considering the guidelines i'm saying yes to 
looking at other healing modalities that may be effective. I'm saying yes to investigating and getting to the root cause of things. I'm saying yes to working powerfully um, with patients, helping them get to the root cause. I'm saying yes to inviting dialogue and and looking for other ways, alternative ways mm. to consider our health and our healthcare system. There's so much energy as you share that. I was getting the image of you like a horse kind of um, bolted to a wall or something and then being set free to be able to like roam all the fields. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that feels true. And I'm left wondering, you know, why is it so difficult to unchain ourselves? Or why is it, why do I find it so difficult to feel like before when we were talking about letting go, like there was just so much, I was like holding back my sobs, like it felt huge. Well, this is deep conditioning, being part of institutions, being part of that fear-based work environment where we the fear of being struck off, the fear that we can't do things on our own. You know, this this is a this is you've been doing this for twenty years, and there's and it's part of an institution that's been around a lot longer and a society that works in this way. It's radical to even be considering another way. And it's courageous. And you are courageous, dude. You're so courageous. And, you know, you the word you said, it's necessary. Mm. But be kind to yourself as you find this hard, because this is, this is an unraveling or an un an unchaining really from a from a certain way of doing things mm. it's all you've known mm. we're coming to the end of our our coaching time and i you know it it may be that there are still questions but i wonder what what is clearer and what are you left with after this short session I do feel clearer in what I need to do. Um, and it may be that doing a bit of extra research helps settle the ego, which may feel gentler. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. And this is part of the process. It's hard and yeah. it's emotional and there's grief and there's uncertainty and there's support and a sense of trust and knowing and excitement and freedom beyond that as well yeah I think what you just said then about like this is part of it and almost like expecting it to be a bit difficult mm. rather than asking what's wrong with you for finding it hard mm. like oh yeah this is this is a grief this is a a loss this is a you know you're a you're a butterfly you're in the chrysalis it's like ah oh, really uncomfortable yeah, it's it's be because this is a big change. Yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. I wonder how it would feel. I wonder how, yeah, what, what would change if you saw this as some as part of the process? 
it really allows me actually to focus the next few weeks on supporting myself through the process and allowing the grief to be felt, allowing these emotions to come through actually gives my gives me some yeah gives me a real focus to understanding there's a lot of emotion that needs to be moved mm. allows me to sort of seek supports in order to do that so I do feel yeah this this need this this grief needs needs space I need to give it that space And I'm in the perfect place to do that. <laughs> and when it feels like the right time, you know, we often talk about on this podcast, the beautiful endings. Mm. And I wonder like, you know, to start thinking about how you do want to honor all of the wonderful things that you've got from this part of your career how you want to honor, celebrate, let go, thank. And that's, you know, to drop in for you really as an inquiry, but I just wanted to offer that as something that you could put some creative energy into and some real intention into. Like, what if this could be joyful and and magical? Mm. <laughs> Even the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like a real celebration. Yeah. A letting go and welcoming in. Like an initiation almost. I mean, I don't know, imagining you just, just seeing you in Bali, like dancing and having all your friends near you and just... Like it's a wedding or, you know, some kind of like, <laughs> this new bit, you know? Yeah. 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 You're doing all the right things. I mean, being with this grief and being with this, yeah, it's a monumental decision but it doesn't mean it's the wrong decision just because it's big. Just means it needs a bit more time probably and a bit more love and care. Mm. 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 And knowing that you've actually faced a similar question does help in some way. Like I, I feel you must have been through something really similar yeah yeah I mean I think it probably was a slightly different context in that I hadn't been teaching as long and I can always go back to it mm. so I wasn't having to let go of my teaching qualification mm. but the feeling or I definitely felt the anguish of whether it was the right thing to do and probably similarly to you, the value I was wanting to honour was freedom and an authentic expression. Mm -hmm. I felt very trapped in how I could express myself in a school and the rules and the structures. It felt very limiting and very uh, draining for me. And mm -hmm. so I really was choosing like a life that felt more, more easeful and... And yet the kind of big, I guess, the like the paternal fear was that I was like abandoning doing good. That was like what came up for me. Like, is this selfish? Is this, is this, do I not care about these children anymore? There was a lot of that, like beating myself up for that. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think there were, diff there was definitely a feeling of, there were definitely challenges and yet I think it didn't feel as irreversible that I'm hearing it is feeling for you. 
yeah there's that it's feeling irreversible coming off the red coming off the register feels existential feels mm. like irreversible and I'm not sure how true that actually yeah. is I'm not sure how true that actually is and maybe getting clarity on that will help to ease the fear yeah. of coming off it but coming off it I feel will allow me to fully express mm. myself and actually fully serve without the fear of being struck off um and I'd like to try that on I want to try that well on. wow I mean I think that it does sound like one takeaway from this conversation is just a very practical one to like get that information mm. about how big you know is this something that you could just do for five ten years and then you've always got the option you know that might give you some information yeah and i yeah i just want to offer you like well i suppose just what i'm hearing from you is this I just see you like turning towards this new life and all that you want to offer and all that you want to express. But it's like you have to break up first with medicine in the way you've done it. And you can't have this new relationship yet or this new world before you've had that like closing conversation or that that honoring and thanking. Mm. So there's some like tending to do here. Grief tending, mm. I guess, to the yeah. to all that it's bringing up, and yes, it's coming up through this. Am I on the register or not? Um, am I registered or not? But that's yeah. There's something. There's something deep here around your identity, and. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that feels very true. That feels very true. Being on the register, it like actually the of material tie to the role of practicing medicine, but what at it that's at its core, like something very existential and very, very tied into my identity. So yeah. It, it's yeah I do think it I need this needs a bit of TLC major mm. TLC major tending to yeah so it's like your ego sending you know how is this going to be now so also like what's the relationship you want to have with medicine now what's the kind of yeah like how do you want to interact with it like what what maybe it just needs to know that you're not completely abandoning it forever or ignore it or like that it doesn't mean anything you know actually feeling mm -hmm. like it's an interrelational thing I don't know if that mm -hmm. helps I often think of like it is a relationship that we have with these different parts of our lives and different projects and actually like honoring that and saying thank you and being like yeah I am going on to do something new and exciting and I love you and I still care about you <laughs> But this is something I need to do. This is the new phase. Yeah, that does feel. Yeah, that does feel better. <laughs> mm. That does feel better. Um, what feels better about it? Feels kinder. It feels. It feels kinder. It feels like it's still. We're st we can still be friends, and actually, almost like. I heard Glennon Doyle say this on her podcast this week like she was only able to forgive her ex-husband when they got the divorce like mm -hmm. it was almost like once you actually feel safe yeah. out of the immediate relationship you're actually able to almost like create this new relationship and find the love you had for it again but from a safer distance it doesn't feel yeah, so suffocating. Feels suffocated. Yeah. Right now, it feels it is suffocating. It is 
stopping my expression. And so I I just move. I just want to move. I can just change the terms of our relationship. That does feel gentler. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that. No, you're welcome. I think we can, yeah, because that's the thing. If you're feeling suffocated, no wonder you just want to like jump. <laughs> like, like, God, ah, just need some space for me. Like, you stop following me around, medicine. <laughs> <laughs> but actually being like, I really care about you. I've you've been such a big part of my life. And I just, there's like a new phase I'm going into, but like, let's keep in touch. And <laughs> it's, hard, isn't it? it's hard. Like relationships are hard. And I think. I don't know. I always try and bring this into projects because I think it helps. Yeah, it helps treat it with some a different quality of like this has it's a part of you. It's and maybe that yeah, it, this feels heavy and the conflicts there because there's this like rejection of a part of you in the wanting to move on. And I think what was feeling like unsure and I wanted to feel grounded from is actually not to leap out of panic and like desperation for space because it was coming, it felt like it was coming from this like energy of panic and suffocation and like needing to get out, like needing just to leap, just to get away. Whereas actually that doesn't feel like the energy I even want to be bringing to to the new project I do want to integrate like both sides like I want to value the medical perspective I do it's part of me and I want to bring that forth so there is something around just like wanting to do this in a way that actually yeah keeps the relationship good I that's what I want to do I want to keep the terms good I want I I want to work out how to do that that's exactly that really feels so helpful and so that feels like a huge relief yeah I think that's what I was saying Julie when I was like it feels very dramatic I've got Mm -hmm. a whole change and I was like wow like and I maybe that's why it was coming from a like a, a need to jump like that's the only way I can do this is by like radically jumping and like but actually what I'm hearing now is this like almost like adult grounded, like spacious, respectful. You can still move into this new life, but oh yeah, that's going to be painful for that part of you that has worked really hard for all these years. And it's just, yeah, like a respectful ending for you and that identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also actually allows the transition to be so much clearer, so much gentler and actually bringing like yeah it does feel a lot more adult I think I was feeling really panicky and ungrounded because I was feeling like I needed just to get out get out get out but actually this way feels like oh okay how can I negotiate these terms and how can I show up like it feels a lot more grounded and adult and I actually even feel more empowered to go to the organizations I need to go to, to get information I need to get into, to how to like, almost like do the divorce proceedings. Like what can I keep? What, what can I keep? And what, what can I not keep? And actually like, how can I do this in a, in a way that actually is supportive across the board? Wow. That sounds so grounded as you share that. Yeah. Like such yeah. Yeah, just like there's options and it can be on your terms. It doesn't have, because it was feeling very black and white, I feel like when you started. Yeah. Like yeah. I've got to get out, I've got to get out and I've got to do it, but that feels very scary. It's like, yeah, that is because that's coming from a place of fear. Yeah. So what are you, we're going to close very shortly, but like what is your operating word if it's not fear when you, as you're making this transition? Um. Operating word is negotiate. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, just feel like, what can I take? What can I leave? Let's work this out. Because there are things I want to take and things I want to leave. And actually, that that's part of the whole new journey anyway. So that really works 
yeah that feels so much better oh god my love you're so courageous and you are going to bring so much well you already do but I'm so excited for what you're going to bring and I'm hearing that it's going to come from a really yeah like grounded and mature place of feeling like this is okay to do this as well <laughs> like you're not abandoning anything you're not abandoning yourself it's like yeah it's like I'm not like needing to throw the baby out with the bath, mm-hmm. bath water it's like okay no stop like what what yeah like how can I negotiate a good d- divorce settlement like what's mm-hmm. what do I need what would I feel good coming out of this divorce with um and yeah, and, and coming from that place. Conscious uncoupling. So I'm like, that feels even better. <laughs> I intrigue you. Know I think I can just see you supporting others with this as well. You know, mm-hmm. actually having like, what if leaving medicine didn't have to be dramatic and from like a place of, I'm done. You know, what if it's like having giving people choices like you are with all of the you know, which you women stuff you're doing and Dr. Body, My Soul, like there is, I'm hearing like, this is about empowering people through choices in all parts of your life. Mm. Not when you're ill, but also in how you're doing this. Mm. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's so true. Thank you for that reflection. That feels very empowering. Um. So yeah, thank you. So welcome. I came in wanting to feel more grounded about the pros and cons. And actually, I just feel so much more grounded about, about, yeah, the next, the next, yeah, the, what the pros and cons are and how to bring the co- pros along with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that feels, yeah, that feels. Thank you so much. No, thank you for bringing such a, you know, such a personal and raw topic. Like, I really appreciate you opening up and, yeah, bringing this exploration. I'm sure lots of people will be in similar situations, whether it's in medicine or other big careers. So, yeah, appreciate you being being a kind of spokesperson for these big changes. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, when when you're in it, it, it feels hard, and I've. It's, it feels hard when you're yeah really in the discomfort I've got some I've got real empathy I think now for those who say they've left corporate or they've left you know um yeah big careers to follow their passion and I feel like um yeah I've got a new empathy for for the fear that that brings um, yeah and encourage to myself and anyone else who's in a similar situation hi Sarah I really wanted to leave you this little voice note because I've made a big decision this week and that is that it is time for me to leave medicine feels like a a big turning point feels like an important stage but what became really clear to me was that indecision is a decision And that was really sucking the energy out of my creativity, stopping me being able to focus on what I want to create, being stuck in the the indecision of it all. And now that I have made that decision, um, yeah, I feel a freedom. I feel a lightness. I feel an excitement. And that's not to say that I don't also feel fear and doubt and uncertainty, but um, it's all a process. And I really thank you for the call we had. It was a really um, important part of my journey. So thank you again. Oh, well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And I think it just goes to show how difficult it can be to quit anything.
There are always valid reasons for us to stay where we are and knowing when it is time to quit or to grit it out is so nuanced and personal. So if you want to hear some more of these stories and conversations, head over to Sarah's podcast, Knowing When to Quit. And I'll be back here discussing rather than dismissing alternative therapies next week with you all. Thank you for listening, Body, Mind, Soul Seekers. If you want to connect with trusted alternative therapists, learn more about what they do and how they can help you, check out my new holistic healthcare platform, The Witchy Women. Or if you are a holistic healer that wants to serve and help more people, book in a discovery call with me. Find more details at thewitchywomen.com. To show your support for this podcast, please share it with a friend or leave a review on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. It really does make a difference. Thank you all so much. Until next time.